Welcome everybody to the Friar Talk podcast. Today we're going to be recapping the Giants series. We're going to be talking about the Padres bullpen. We're going to be pre- doing a preview for the Rangers. And we're also going to talk about the Trent Grisham and Pierce Johnson return, which we're hoping is soon. But let's just start out with the Giants recap. I think this series was was really ugly, not only in terms of hitting, but also fielding. We saw a lot of costly errors. We saw Jorge Mateo assist the home run, which you, you never want to see that on a, on a professional baseball field. But overall, I think it was just one of those series. It, it resembled last year early on when we saw the Padres start out and they looked kind of good and they looked sloppy for a little bit. And then they kind of snapped out of it and got really hot. It, it honestly looks really similar to that to me, but I think the big story of this of this whole series was there was not much offense going around. And I'll let you start, Isaac. Why do you think there's no offense going around? What, what do you think is the issues there? Well, the issue really hasn't been getting on, in my opinion. It's just been timely hitting. They haven't been able to get runners in, runners in when the opportunity presents itself. So, you know, there's instances where we see, like, runners on second and third and, and no one's able to bring them in. Or yesterday – extra innings, you automatically get a runner on second. That run, especially with the Padres, like the offense of the Padres that they do have and the players that we have, that run should be like easy. No outs, runner on second. It should be easy to bring in that run. But uh, just timely hitting, you know, not being able to hit in big situations is what's killing the Padres right now. And uh, we were a Victor Caratini bomb away from getting swept from by the Giants, you know. So it's definitely tough to see our offense struggle right now. Uh, hopefully Texas is a, a huge bounce back for us. You know, the Giants aren't exactly a great competition either. So, Timely hitting is something that the Padres struggled with last year a little bit. You know, we kind of noticed that, hey, they kind of rely a lot on the long ball. We kind of need to see them with Tatis gone, you know, start hitting those gap shots because that's how we're really going to rally around this team. It's not everybody's meant to hit home runs, as we can see with a uh, warning track power fam playing in the outfield and you know Mateo and we have very few guys that you know will consistently hit it out of the park without you know just flying out to the warning track so we need to focus on gap to gap hitting and I want to say part of it is partially just being unlucky we've had a lot of guys have some like ropes that have just been hit straight to people like Campusano has had a couple of hit balls that are over 100 miles an hour. I mean, Darvis on that are over 100 miles an hour and then just go straight to people. So you can count that to bad luck, but that's really it. It's We're try- focused too, too much on trying to hit home runs other than bringing a person in. Yeah, I like that you guys brought up like the, the timely hitting aspect of it because if you just go down the list, there's a lot of guys that are playing really well right now in, in terms of batting average and actually like, getting hits and stuff because let's just go through a couple guys. Cronenworth, he's at 320. Myers, 318. Hosmer, 391. Profar, 294. Mateo, 308. Like, you have a lot of guys putting up good averages. Now, there's a couple players struggling. Machado's struggling. He's hitting 200. Uh, you brought up Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham, it seems like every single time he's come up, he's hit a ball to the warning track. So that might that might just be the the aspect of playing in San Diego. But the timely hitting is not there. Uh, you brought up Compensano, who's just been, who's honestly just been ripping hits right to guys every time. And yesterday we saw him, I want to say it was the seventh inning when he came in and there was two guys on, I know Hosmer and Machado were on and he hit one down the line and it was like two feet from being fair and and turning the game into a three, two game, which the Padres probably ended up would have won that game if that's the case. So I think a lot of the hitting is just kind of, is really just being unlucky. But I think the reason it's so frustrating 
is because we saw a lot of really good pitching performances against the Giants. And I think we saw Blake Snell come and he did allow the two-run shot. I mean, we talked about that already. A little bit of a weird situation there. We saw Darvish look great. And we also saw Morahone come in and he allowed two solo shots. But he two two solo shots, like that's not like terrible. You know, like he's still doing all right. But and the bullpen. The bullpen has looked really good. So I think that's where it becomes frustrating is like when your pitching is doing so well and you're losing a game three to two and you're not putting up runs and you haven't put up runs. And, and I think, of course, the big reason why I think they haven't put up run, runs is because, I mean, their main dude's out. Fernando Tatis is out right now, and, and that's going to be a struggle. And when when he's out and Machado's not on, it becomes really difficult for this lineup to get going because they kind of rally around these guys. There's a lot of young players in the lineup right now that don't have that much experience. Compensano. You have Mateo. He started yesterday. You have Cronenworth, who he's playing well, but like he hasn't had that much experience in the bigs. Haseon Kim is being asked to play a starting role, and I, that's a lot. We already talked about him potentially starting the year in the minor leagues just to to kind of adjust to the speed of the game. And and I'll, I'll say this. I think Haseon Kim, is he's looked a little bit frustrated, but overall I've liked what I've seen from him just because it's taking him a second, but you could tell like he really wants to succeed. He's getting frustrated up there. I thought – when he, when he came up in the in the 10th and he had the two bunts that went foul it was like oh no this has the chance to be a terrible at bat he ends up grounding out to to first and and he's out by a step like he's playing super hard so i, I want to say like i think he's going to turn around i think he's going to be a, i think he's going to be a good big leaguer i really do but it's just a lot of guys right now are being put in situations where they're being asked to do so much more than they have before and that's just cuz of injuries i think so i think that it's just a little bit frustrating watching this kind of go down when there's so many guys that are hurt. And it's just, it just gets frustrating when the pitching's looking so great because you're like, we're so close. We're having half the game. That's just, I mean, the Padres pitchers have looked fantastic. And so it gets, it gets tough when you're not putting runs on the board, but is that kind of where, where your guys frustrations are too, just because it's losing a three, two game has got to be one of the most frustrating things just because it's like, look, the, the pitching is there. Like half the game, half that half of the game is there. And you just got to deliver and you got to drive these guys in. And it's, it really just seems like a lot of it is being unlucky right now. Yeah, it's absolutely frustrating, especially because Blake Snell was a, was a ball off the glove away from a zero run outing, another zero run outing. But the Padres, even without Fernando in the lineup, have that kind of lineup where they should be putting up three runs, no problem. And credit to Gosman, I think his name was Gosman. He pitched a really good game yesterday. But, you know, no reason the Padres shouldn't be putting up three, four runs routinely, especially with the type of lineup we have. And that's all, you know, related back to timely hitting. They're not able to do it right now. Um, You know, like I mentioned, Texas is a great bounce back opportunity, but it is very frustrating when, you know, our top two guys aren't getting the wins because the Padres aren't putting up the runs that they should be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, uh, we sort of started Slam Diego last year in Texas, so hopefully we can start that back up, get some, get the wheels rolling, get some offense going. And I completely expect, you know, a turnaround from Paddock this upcoming series. And uh, Musgrove, you know, I'm pretty confident Musgrove throwing another like six innings, maybe one or two end runs. And then I'm hoping Mortahone goes, you know, five, six innings shows what he really can do. He got kind of unfortunate in the Giants series because. He wasn't allowed to go in the fifth inning because of the bases loaded situation. And since we don't have a DH, it's do you want more to hone hitting or do you want to put a pinch runner in and hope you can get a couple runs? So he got pulled a little early, but I think he can go a f- solid five, six inning system this upcoming series. 
Yeah, no, and, and for this Giants series, I don't think it's anything that we should be looking into too much. Like, oh, look, this is the Padres team. Like, they're going to struggle to hit. I, I don't think that's how it is at all. I think it's a mixture of being a little just hitting hard balls to guys. Um, and that's just kind of how baseball is. Like, you're going to lose a lot of games over the course of a season. Elite, elite teams still lose 40% of their games. Like, that's that's just what happens. Like, it's such a different sport, I think, than when you, when you watch football or basketball and you have teams just, like, winning – day in and day out and in football you know you see teams win so many games so I think that's something where baseball it's just you have to have a much more patient approach and I think that we're going to see like you know guys like Will Myers and stuff they've been there they've been in some weird spots Machado's been there when his team has been struggling like these guys are used to it I don't think it's any reason to to be to be worried but we got to see the offense turn around I, I really hope that we do see that in Texas um but that's kind of all for the Giants recap just I mean, overall, it's just pitch. The pitching looked fantastic. The pitching looked really, really good, which it should against the Giants lineup, which is is nothing super impressive. But the offenses they're hitting, they're not. There's not that much situational hitting going around, so that's got to improve. Uh, but w- with that said, I, I think it's time to to move into the Padres bullpen, which that was the biggest question mark heading into this year was how are these guys going to do? We let Kirby Yates walk. Like, how are some of these guys going to come in? What are, like, what are the, what are these guys? What do they look like? What does Mark Melanson look like? Is Emilio Pagan going to have a, a bounce back year? Because I think we saw him struggle early on. And granted, he did have an injury. So once he came back from that, he looked a lot better. Um, then there's some other guys, you know, Taylor Williams, Nabil Chrisman. We saw some guys like we haven't seen much. Uh, Ryan Weathers, he makes the, the roster. What is he going to look like? And I think the bullpen has been the the biggest strength so far this season which says a lot because this is a good Padres roster and I I just think that they have been really really impressive and and they they deserve some praise for just performing really well so Isaac have you been have you been surprised by what we've seen or do you think that it's something that that we should have expected just with a lot of really talented arms in the pen well, it's actually something I, I think we should have expected just because, you know, these guys have been, even last year towards the latter half of the season, they were really good arms. And then bringing in Melanson and Kella, we knew that they were good arms as well. Um, but the bullpen has been nothing short of, like, impactful, fantastic. They've been great so far, and it's been really good to see. Um, obviously, outside of our guy, Craig Stammen, who, you know, routinely gives up home runs every game. And Tim Hill has struggled a little bit. I like Tim Hill. But, you know, he hasn't been cutting his past couple appearances. But outside of them, you know, Pagan, uh, Palm, Kella, Melanson, Weathers, Williams, they all look they all look fantastic. So I'm very happy to see that. That has absolutely been our biggest strength so far in the season. Yeah, and I wouldn't even blame, like, Tim Hill or Craig Stammen in every aspect. I mean, they usually go one solid inning. It's usually when Tingler asks, you know, Stammen, hey, I want you to go hit and then go start the second inning, that things start to go bad. We all know Stammen is a one-inning pitcher, and I don't know why Tingler thinks, yeah, you know what, go, you know what, you're going to you're gonna get this hit because, you know, Stammen is apparently a god at batting. Then we're going to let you go in and throw another inning. Let him hit, let him run the bases, but don't let him come in the second inning. That's where he tends to struggle. Uh, we kind of misused Tim Hill in the Giants series, you know, in the 10th inning. We shouldn't have put him in. We probably should have put in someone like Kella or Pagan, you know, somebody that can strike some people out. That's just, you know, Tingler's bad decisions. I think he kind of set him up to fail there. But other than that, man, the bullpen has looked spectacular. Taylor Williams has kind of surprised us all. Chris Matt has looked really solid. Weathers has just been unbelievable. And 
the four guys that could have been our closers, which is now Melanson's our closer, but we all know what to expect from them. They're all high call of arms. We got a solid bullpen. So one thing that's kind of funny is we, we bring up that Tim Hills kind of struggled and, and he allowed two home runs. I don't know if you guys know this. He currently holds a zero ERA because the runner on second, like I think he's been one of the guys that's, he's allowed three runs or he's allowed four runs, I think, but they're all unearned because the two, I don't know. Well, cause the inning should have been ended when he came in and Tatis had the air. And then this last time he in, inherited the runner on second base. So he has technically has a zero ERA. So Looking at just the stats, hey, he's had a, a pretty good start to the year, but I do think he's been one of the guys that struggles most. I, I like that that Chase, you brought it up. He shouldn't have been the guy coming in there in the tenth, and and you guys, well, Chase, I think especially, you were like, "Why is Tim Hill coming in the game? This makes no sense. This should not be the case." And it wasn't like he even did bad. I mean, they had that little play like nub down the first base, and they ended up not being able to to get the run or whatever. And like the inning, the run almost was avoided. But I completely agree. I would much rather see either Kella or Pagan in there just because they're a lot more likely to strike one of those first two batters out and then have a chance where that run doesn't score, similar to what happened to the Padres in the bottom of the 10th inning. But I, I agree. Like Overall, this this bullpen has looked extraordinarily well. I think Ryan Weathers has been the the guy that – I don't know if you want to say like the biggest surprise, but I think he's been the guy that's been like the most exciting player because – we know what to expect from Mark Melanson. You know, he's 36, 37 years old. He's He's been in the league. Like You know exactly what you're going to get from him. We saw Drew Pomerantz dominate last season. He he ends up having a 1-4-5 ERA last year. I, I actually thought he had a 0 ERA. I forgot when he even allowed those runs. They must have been later in the year. But he was dominant all of last season. And I think that he's one, I think he's one of the best bullpen pieces in the entire league. Um, and then you have um, Emilio Pagan, who's like I was talking about him a second ago. He's definitely taken a step up this year. He's, he looks a lot better than he did early on last year, which it, it does make sense. And then uh, Kella looks great as well. Like you have four guys that you can that can either be setup men or closers, and I think that's super, super important. Um, but then you have these other guys. Taylor Williams, I, I think he's got to be the biggest surprise because we didn't really know if he was even going to make the roster. He's come in and looked really good. I hope when guys come back in like a – a Pierce Johnson or an Austin Adams or whoever it is that gets called up. I hope they don't send him down because he's been very, very successful. And I just think that you, you don't want to send a guy down if he's coming in there and he's looking that good. Um, so I, it's really interesting how that's going to play out, but who um, I'll go to you Isaac. Who's like the biggest surprise or who deserves like the biggest praise right now out of the pen? Cause there's a lot of guys to choose from. I'm going to go to Ryan Weathers. Ryan Weathers, I think he's pitched four out of the pen so far. He absolutely could have went more yesterday, but I think he had to get pinch hit for. Um, but Ryan Weathers has looked really good. You know, I think he's kind of looked how we expected him to look. I think we all expect him to be a really good arm, whether it's out of the bullpen or as a starter in the future. Um, but outside of Ryan Weathers, I got to give it to Emilio Pagan. Emilio Pagan has looked really good. I, I did kind of hype him up in the offseason to other people that are Padres fans because they were kind of skeptical about him. So um, I've really liked Emilio Pagan and how he's done, but those two guys are definitely the guys that, that I want to, you know, emphasize. Obviously, we know what to expect from Pomeran, So I'm going to go with Taylor Williams just because when we traded for him, they, like every article I read, he's like, you know, he's kind of like Austin Adams, but he just kind of doesn't get the whiffs that he does. And from what we've seen so far, he has. And if he continues this, man, we we have a lot of high-caliber arms that can go in any innings. And we might see a really 
big bounce back year from this guy. And if we do, man, we might have the top bullpen in the MLB. So I'm going to go with Taylor Williams. Yeah, no, I, I like both those guys. I mean, it, it's been a, it's been a little bit, I, I guess a little surprising for me. I, I don't know if surprising is the right word. I mean, I'm very, very glad that the Padres bullpen has looked this good, but I think that's been the biggest pro so far to start the year. You know, there's been a lot of injuries and stuff, but let's like, let's look back to the game that they won this series. Why did they win it? Because the bullpen was, was lights out. You know, they win a game three, one, like that's the bullpen coming in there, not allowing a single run yesterday. Same thing. Like we're seeing the bullpen come out there and just look fantastic. So, so all these guys in the pen, even, even a, a Craig Stammen and a Tim Hill, I think they all deserve a praise because to be fair to, to Craig Stammen, because we definitely, we definitely critique his game quite a bit. He's being asked to have a large, large responsibility when he comes in. He came in, finished an inning, pitched another inning, and then came and pitched another inning. And then that inning, he allows the home run. Um, I think it was Monday. So like he's being asked to do a ton and really just eat up a lot of innings, which I, I guess I understand, but I still don't really want to see that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm really like happy with with how these guys have been doing. I think overall it's been a huge success early on in the year, and I hope it I I hope it continues, and I, I expect it to continue because there's just so many quality guys in the pen. So I think I think this is something that us Padres fans should come accustomed to seeing because I think it's something that is really important that it's that it's been there because to come playoff time, this bullpen is going to have to pitch as well as they have been early on this year. Uh, but but moving on from that. Let's let's talk about this Rangers series. So the the three Padres pitchers that are slated to pitch: Joe Musgrove, Chris Paddock, and Adrian Morahone. I I hope that Joe Musgrove comes out there and just looks fantastic again. But I do think that the big headline this I, I guess I don't know if headlines the right word, but the the big like topic of discussion is we need to see a resurgence of, of Slam Diego in Texas. And I, I I'll let you start out with that, Isaac. But are you on board? You you agree that we got to see some some pop in the bat this series? Yeah, we got to see some sort of fireworks because this offense has been ice cold. You know, we need this offense to heat up. I kind of want to say I want to see Manny heat up. I mean, it's kind of unreasonable because we all know Manny does get off to slow starts. It's okay. You know, that's baseball. Some people are different than others. Not everyone can be Fernando last year and bat like 355 or whatever it was, something crazy. I think this is a great bounce back opportunity for the entire lineup. You know, Hosmer had a great first series, struggled in the second series. Um, Machado's pretty much struggled outside of one game. Uh, everyone else is hitting pretty well. You know, the whole thing was just about timely hitting, but this is a great situation, a great um, matchup to really get those timely hits and improve in that situational hitting. I think another headline that I kind of want to touch on that everyone's going to be looking for because, you know, everyone, it, it's a 50-50 split right now. Some people like him, some people hate him. Maybe it's even like 60-40. Uh, Chris Paddock. You know, everyone's going to be looking at that matchup right there, and I think this is a great opportunity for him to show that. I do believe he will struggle against stronger teams, but against teams like this, I do believe he's a great fourth pitcher. Um, but like I said, those stronger teams, he might struggle just because of that two-pitch mix that he has. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Rangers stadium is a little bit bigger of a park, so, you know, timely hitting is going to be very important. We may not see the fireworks or Slam Diego again this year because we don't have a few guys. But, hey, we're looking for a bounce back from Paddock, the bats to heat up a little bit, the bullpen to stay the same. As long as those three things happen, we can come out with a series dub, if not sweep the Rangers. And I think that that's what everyone should should hope to see. I think that you, you want to see a sweep of the Rangers because what, what I've noticed about this group of Padres, like, these group of, like this team, 
Um, and it mostly consists of the same team from last year, but they're a very like, Hey, we're not doing that, not doing that good. You know, we'll struggle a little bit and then boom, the, the switch gets flipped and they are on and, and they get hot really fast. So if, if we see, you know, and I also love the fact that Joe Musgrove is pitching on Friday because he's, he was fantastic in his first start. And I think that, I think that he might end up being the best pitcher on the Padres this year. Now you could bring up Blake Snell. I mean, it's not to knock Blake Snell or you Darvish, but I think Joe Musgrove is a special, special player. We talked about it this off season, but he, he's coming from Pittsburgh where guys do not have the same success that they do once they leave Pittsburgh. And so I think that we might see him just have a dominant season. I, I hope he continues that. Um, I would love to just see a, a massive win on Friday. I think that would really get some guys going. Uh, you brought up Machado. Machado is one of those guys where you don't know when he's going to get going, but once he gets going, the league has to watch out because the Padres team gets so scary when he's on, because when he's on every single at bat, he can hit a home run like that. It's that level of, okay, he's off. He's off. Boom. He has that hit. He has that big play. And all of a sudden he's hot and he will just ride that fire. I mean, last year it was the shorter season. So we saw him struggle for what was it, like 20 games. And he ends up finishing he like a third of the season, and he ends up finishing third in MVP voting. And he was really, really good. So he could get going. We could see you you brought up Hosmer, said that like he you know he's been struggling. I'll say like he's been scattering hits throughout the lineup. Um also the Rangers Park is a little bit bigger, but I think that you still probably rather play that for in a hitter's perspective, you'd rather play there than San Diego. I mean, we've seen Tommy Pham every time it's worn a track. So hopefully he, we see him hit a couple out of the park. Maybe maybe he you know hits some into the gaps uh, because he needs to get going as well. Like there's a lot of guys that can, that can get going, but Jerks and Profar, this is his old team. Like let's see him get some some good hits because he's looked pretty good early on. Um, and and when Tatis was out, where when Tatis went down, my first thought was, hey, Profar is playing really good. Slide him at second, move Cronenworth to short. Now they didn't go that route. They let they let Kim play there, but. It's whatever. I'm I'm not too concerned about it, but I would like to see Profar have a couple big knocks. I, I bet that we'll see him start probably two of the games this series. But there's so much power in this lineup. There's so there's so many good bats. And Musgrove, he's got they gotta start this weekend off right because they gotta get it going right away. You know, they have the off day. I think that I think that Friday's the big game that we should expect them to kind of start breaking out. So uh Isaac, who who's your who's your breakout candidate this series? Dang, that's kind of hard to tell because uh, last, I think the last one, who did I have? I want to say I had Fernando. We know that didn't go as, as planned, unfortunately. But I did say Cronenworth was going to keep it up, and I'm going to go with the breakout and someone who's going to keep it up. I'm going to stick with what worked. I'm going to go with Jake Cronenworth is going to keep it up. And for my breakout, mm, I'm going to go with Manny. I think Manny's finally going to bring it, bring, it, uh, you know, bring it full circle this series, and I think he's going to have a great series. Hopefully we see that. And you're absolutely right. When Manny, uh, when Manny was turned on last year, he was—I thought he was the MVP when he was on, but he just didn't have those stats at the beginning of the year to prove that. Let's see. For me, if one guy's going to keep it up, I'm going to go Myers. And for my breakout candidate, I'm probably going to go Ha Young Kim. He just seems like he's right there. You know, he made—he had—he served—I would say—he saved his at bat against the Giants in the tenth inning. You know, he was asked to bunt two times and then. He did his job. He moved the runner over by hitting it to the right of the field, which, you know, it sounds easy, but it's a lot harder than it really is to do. He's had some really solid hits, made some solid contact. I think he's right there just 
maybe like if he hits his first home run, I think he's going to take off from there and never look back. So Kim's my breakout candidate. I like it. I, I hope that we see how Young Kim break out because if he can fill in for Fernando at shortstop, obviously not going to put up this, not going to have the same effect on the team. But if he can be a, a, a good player there, I think that could be that could be a huge step for this Padres success in the early season without Fernando. Um, for me, I also agree. I'm going to have Will Myers in there. Will Myers is, since they've kind of got some more bats in there and just had some guys that, uh, just a better overall lineup, he has really flourished with that. I think that he has been affected most in, in, in a positive way too, where he's just, I think he's one of the the best hitters and he's going to be one of the consistent best hitters. Will Myers' problem was always like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna be pretty solid all year and then I'm just going to go into this horrendous slump. And it, there's not the same pressure on him. And not only that, but he, he has guys around him. He's going to see better pitches than he did when the Padres lineup struggled because they just pitched away from him. And, and he wasn't able to have as much success. But I think that we're going to see him just be really consistent. And, he I mean, he was a guy a couple years ago that you looked at and went, man, that's a you wish you didn't extend him. I don't think anyone that's a Padres fan feels like that right now. I think everyone loves Will Myers. I think that he's become one of my favorite players to watch that two outs, eighth, bottom of the eighth, that home run, that was sweet. Like, we're going to see a lot of that, I think, all year. And I think we're going to see him have a couple big knocks again in this series. So he's my guy that I want to continue. If I have to pick a breakout candidate, I'm going with Tommy Pham. I, I think that the biggest issue with Tommy Pham is that he struggles to hit in San Diego. And I, I don't know the splits. I don't know him off the top of my head. But when I've seen, like, when he's had big games, like, look in the playoffs, he had that four-hit performance. And he also hasn't played in San Diego a lot because he, he's been hurt. Um, he got hurt a lot last year and we didn't see him much. And obviously the season just started, but I think that he's still a very, very quality baseball player. I think we've seen him just like we talked about. It. He's, he's been a warning track guy where everything's to the warning track. The getting away from San Diego might help him a lot. So I think that he's going to have a chance to break out. And if he does, that's another guy. Like there's so much talent in this lineup. So I think that we're going to see them kind of wake up a bit and it doesn't have to be full slam Diego mode, but it's that situational hitting that's got to come at, come in. And I think that we're going to see that. Um, but I, I think that's going to do it all for the, the preview for this Rangers series. So for the the final topic for today, we're going to be talking about Trent Grisham and Pierce Johnson, who should be back in the lineup Friday. Or Trent Grisham should be back in the lineup Friday, and Pierce Johnson should be back on the 26-man roster. Now, I'll start with you, Isaac. Let, before we kind of get into these guys' impact, I just want to talk about who do we think is going to get sent down. Um, if you're listening and they just got – brought back up. This is probably just got posted. So we didn't have like the information on who was getting sent down, but who are your projections on who the Padres will send down and replace for Trent Grisham and Pierce Johnson? Yeah, I think it's kind of a consensus. I definitely think it's going to be Marcano. Uh, it's not a knock on Marcano. He had, he did have his first major league hit. He's not striking out. So, you know, credit to him, but I think he's the most obvious choice right now, just because he does. He, we saw him. I don't even know. Has he played the field yet? Yeah, I guess. He, he hasn't, huh? No, I don't think I was so. thinking we saw him out there once, and I'm like, wait a second. No, he's only came in and pinch hit. <laughs> yeah, he's only pinch hit. So I was going to say, you know, he. I don't know. I think everyone has a consensus that he's going to be the one to be sent down. No offense to him. He's a good player. I wish it was Mateo because, man, that was frustrating to watch. But, you know, it's going to be Marcano, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be Marcano, too. I think Mateo's out of uh, – minor league options so it's kind of harder to move him down and marcano you know he's young he hasn't had a start yet and i think he's had like maybe three maybe four at bats and only one hit so 
they both, you know, can kind of play all around the field wherever you need them to. And I think they're just going to go with Mateo because he has more MLB experience and he's probably the quicker guy. You know, if you want a pinch runner, you probably want Mateo more than Marcano. So Marcano's just kind of the odd man out in this situation. Not, not to mention that Mateo can play short. Mateo is a little bit more versatile, I think. And he, we've also just seen him out there more. So I feel like the, the writing's on the wall that Tukapita is going to be sent down. But, hey, he, he got called up early. He got a big league knock. That's, that's, that's a big success for him. So, I mean, overall, I think it's still a positive thing that we got to see him early on this year, get a little bit of big league experience, and, and then go down and be an everyday player in AAA. So I do like that. Um, but what about for Pierce Johnson? Do you guys think... I, I think it should be either Tim Hill or Craig, Craig Stammen. Now, I don't know who we're going to see, but I think that's who it should be. If if they send down Taylor Williams or Nabil Christmat, I think we're going to see a lot of people really frustrated just because they've looked really good. But, I mean, we've seen how much the Padres love Craig Stammen. Like, <laughs> they, they love him a lot. I, they'll give him two at-bats early on in the season. And 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 granted to him, he got, he got a knock, so... So there was that. That was pretty fun. I'm not going to lie because we we were all like, oh, why, why are they giving him an at-bat? And then he got a hit. And we're like, oh, yeah, let's go. Um, so that was exciting. But I And also then Tim Hill is kind of like that left-handed specialist role. So I don't know if they're going to get sent down. But do you guys think that it should be one of those two? I absolutely think it should be one of those two. You know, if Craig Stammen got sent down, it's not going to happen. That would be like a like a holiday. That'd be like the best news that I've that I've gotten for the Padres in a while because you know it's pretty it's pretty disappointing watching Craig Stammen. I'm not going to lie. I think at this point, many Padres fans feel that way. But um, I think realistically, it'll either be Nabil Christmat or Taylor Williams. Unfortunately, because you know they have pitched really well. But like you said, Tim Hill kind of does fill that left-handed specialist role. He kind of throws like that weird, like a uh, submarine kind of thing. But I think T- Tingler probably likes that about him. So unfortunately, I do think it'll be Chris Matt or uh, Taylor Williams. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be Craig Sam, but I can tell you guys that right now. I remember reading an article, I think it was like a month back, and it was like, all the Padres players love Craig Stammen. They love what he brings to the team. He's a great role model. He's a great model for the pitchers. He has all this experience. He's a veteran arm. He's not going down. He's staying on the team no matter what. So between Chris Matt and Williams, I got to say Chris Matt goes down. I like Williams just a little bit. more. He's been in the MLB a little bit longer. So I think what the Padres are going to do, like you guys are kind of similar arms. Chris, Matt, you may have more minor league options, so let's send you down. And then if we need to bring you up in a case of emergency, we have a quality arm just waiting there to be brought back up. Yeah, no, I I think that you guys are pretty spot on. And it, it, it's just unfortunate that we've seen Nabil and Taylor Williams both have both have a lot of success early on and then potentially going to get set down. But, but let's talk about Trent Grisham. I, for one, am, am very, very excited that he's going to be back because – we talked about this. I think, I don't know if it was on air, but we talked about like, all right, who's going to be that guy that's going to provide the energy now that, that Tatis is hurt. And you kind of start thinking about, you go, all right, like who, like who is that guy? Hosmer's not really, he's more of a reserve guy. He's not going to be out there getting all pumped up. Same thing with Machado, very like mellow and, and not really like a lot, like a ton of energy with him. And, and if you look back on last year, who's the guy that's running around the bases with the three? It's Trent Grisham. And he was awesome last year. I think he was 
he was my favorite player to watch last year besides, you know, the, the big names, but he was traded and, and a lot of people did not like the trade when they acquired him. People, Eric Lauer, and um, I can't think of who's the second baseman, little second baseman from Mexico. Luis Urias. Yes, and, and everyone was so high on Urias. So we we get this guy, Trent Grisham. He has the, the costly air in the playoffs, and he was was spectacular last year. So I think bringing him back is going to just provide a lot of energy, especially if he gets a couple big hits in this Rangers series. I think that could be something that's really awesome. So – are you, are you guys as pumped as I am? Because I am I am really excited to see him back in the lineup. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you brought up he was one of your favorite players to watch last year. He was one of mine, too. I love how he holds up the three, the four, whatever it is when he's uh, – it's, it's the home run count. It's so sixing, uh, jogging the bases, doing that. And he does that because uh, I think there's someone on the Padres who, who doesn't who, – I think he's deaf. He only does sign language. So he does that for him. I think that's super sick. But I think the main thing is that – Having Trent Grisham out there in center field against the Giants was probably the difference between a win and a loss. I mean, let's be real, right? Because, you know, he's a gold glove center fielder. He's he's probably – I think he's one of the best center fielders in baseball. I think he has that superstar potential. And um, when we first did that trade, the only thing I knew about Trent Grisham was that error he made, which I think everyone – that might have been the only thing everyone knew him for. But now looking at that trade, it's like, wow, you know, we robbed them. Like, that was probably the best trade that I that could have been made. I know Zach Davies isn't with us anymore, but Trent Grisham, superstar potential, gold glove center fielder who's going to hit, you know, a ton of bombs and probably be a 260 hitter, which is, which is fine as long as he's getting on base. One thing I'll add to that real fast is we don't have Zach Davies anymore, but what did he turn into? He turned into you, Darvish and Caratini, who have just been great so far. I mean, Darvish didn't have the best opening day start, but we know we're going to get out of Darvish, and Caratini has been awesome as well. So I just wanted to add that real quick because there, there's the other aspect of that trade is we turned Davies into something that I mean that is a massive haul, and and I agree with you. I know you said superstar potential. I feel like some people might hear that and go, "Really, like superstar?" No, I I'm all in on 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 Trent Grisham. I think that he's just going to continue to get better. Uh, but but Chase, are you hyped too? Yeah, man, we really need an electric player back. And when Grisham is on, man, that team is electric. You get him hitting home runs or him on base. He's running the bases like crazy. He plays gold glove defense, makes all these diving plays, these amazing catches. You know, this is what the Padres need. Sure, Nando went down, but I think Grisham can fill that spark role perfectly as long as he gets on and comes back and he's fully healthy. And he starts right away just hitting. This team will get its spark back, and I'm pretty sure the bats will come around right after that. And, and I'd also like to to mention, like, he is coming off injury, but they did not rush him at all. Like, he probably could have been back a couple weeks ago. It was it was a hamstring, right? Slight like hamstring. A hamstring. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like he had some serious injury. He's been he's been hitting in the cages. He's been out there fielding. He shouldn't come back and be like super raw and not ready to go. He should he should be ready to go from from the start. And if if he if he has a lot of success, he can bring a ton of momentum. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing about him. I also like that you brought up like his fielding in center field. He's a good fielder. He won the Gold Glove. I I, I honestly forgot that for a second. I I did know that, but I kind of forgot that he he won it last year. Like that was really impressive, especially coming off a year where where he like you said. Going into this year, he was known for that error. 
And I don't think that people really remember him for that anymore, especially if you've been keeping up with the Padres because he's just been such a sweet player. R- running the bases with pulling up a three after you hit three home runs in a game is that that's one of the the hardest things I've seen in a while. Um, that and the Fernando Tatis uh, bat flip, of course. But th- this dude brings a lot of swagger, so I think that we're going to see a lot of, of fun stuff from Trent Grisham this year. And and just wondering from you guys, like. I guess just kind of like projections on what we're going to see from Trent this year. I think for, for me, I, I think we're going to see a guy that hits around 240 to 260, not a crazy average, but he's going to get on base 330, 340 clip, maybe even a 350 clip. I, I think people forget how much he walks. He walks so much. And I think that he could hit 25 bombs this year. I think he could hit 30 bombs if, if he hits higher up in the lineup. Um, last year we saw him hit ninth a lot. I think that he's going to be, I, I don't think, that when we play against lefties, he's going to be as far down in the lineup. I think that we'll see him six and seven more often than like a nine or an eight. Um, just because like he's, I think he's starting to prove like, Hey, I can be an everyday guy. I, I, you know, I can hit against lefties. It might not be my strength, but I can do it. And so I think we're going to see him hopefully lead off against righties and then hit six, seventh, six or seventh against lefties. So I don't know. What do you guys think his stat line is going to look like this year? Yeah, I think uh, 260 is a reasonable average for Trent Grisham. We know that he can be a tad bit inconsistent. You know, he does. He did strike out kind of a lot last year when he wasn't on. But when he was on, you know, we saw a game where he hit three home runs at, at once. We saw a ton of bombs from him. He's a great base runner. Uh, I do think he probably he has a good possibility to win another gold glove. But I think 260 with around 30 home runs is my prediction for Trent Grisham. So I'm going to say he hits around like the high 260s, low 270s this year. And I think he's going to join the 25-25 club with the potential to hit 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. So having him and Myers kind of being like the same capability of like, hey, we're going to hit at this average, Myers being a little bit better of a bat, but offer you, you know, around 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. That's what every lineup needs, and the Padres have two of those players, if not three, when Tatis is back and healthy. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love that we're all super high on Trent because I think he's a guy that that doesn't get enough like excitement around his name, and I think it really he really should. I think he deserves it. I think last year he took a ton of big steps forward, and I mean we've we've seen like the the new mold of of a lot of MLB players is you don't necessarily need to go out there and hit three twenty to be a star you can hit 260 and still be a super important player. As long as you get on base, which he does, it's okay if you strike out a lot. It's okay if, you, if you're not hitting 300, but you can impact the game so much in, in so many more ways, you know, stealing bases, hitting home runs. And, and I, I love that he kind of brings a, a lot of stuff. Like the only thing that he doesn't really bring is that he's going to be like a high volume hitter. He's going to get a lot, you know, a lot of singles and stuff, but he's going to bring the pop. He's going to bring the speed. He's going to bring the fielding and he's going to get on base. So I think he's a guy that that he definitely has like earned a right to for a lot of people to believe that he's the center fielder of the future. And even if someone else comes along and, and they decide that he's not best using center field, he's going to be an everyday player for the Padres for, for years to come, I think. And if not, if he ends up getting getting moved or something down the, down the line, he's going to be a really good baseball player anywhere. So I'm, I'm super pumped about him. And I think that this is really important that he's going to be back and and hopefully balling out. So so, but with that said, I think that's all for today's episode. I want to say thanks for everyone who's listening. And this is your first time. Make sure to subscribe, like the video, comment what you think about Trent, because I'm 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 all in on him and I'm I'm really excited for it. So thanks everyone for watching and we'll talk to you guys soon.